Hello Sweat, I'm Jack Grady and this is the Sweatcast, the weekly podcast that provides industry knowledge about the latest trends in the world of sport and fitness. Okay, welcome back for another edition of the Sweatcast. I am your host, Jack Brady. As always, we have the co-founder of Go Sweat, Alex Hind, and our special guest this week is Dave Russell from Beyond Boundaries. So, Dave, welcome aboard. I I hope you're ready. Um, So, why don't you just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and and sort of your fitness journey, and then also what exactly is Beyond Boundaries and, and what is... Uh, what do you guys do over there? Okay, uh, so my background is uh, served in the military, left the military, and uh, started um, working for uh, quite a well-known national brand, doing boot camps around London. Great job coming back from uh, from the military life into civilian life. It was kind of a nice crossover you were still hanging out with military guys but they were paying me money to train civilians in a military style way so it was great Um, so started doing that Uh, I don't think there's a patch of grass in London that I haven't done some boot camps on Uh, so started kind of mastering or learning more about you know how to take a boot camp Um, did that for a while then took a break uh, because it can get quite full on Uh, I was running one of the largest parks boot camps in the country at Hyde Park you know, I had 1,200 members at one point, so uh, pretty full on, great times, but uh, took a step back from that, and then uh, during that period of rest, uh, Bobby, who uh, owns Beyond Boundaries, he um, approached me, said he wanted to set up the fourth pillar, I'd call it, of um, Beyond Boundaries being the boot camps. So we started rolling out, uh, we started rolling out three sessions a week uh, over in southeast London, Blackheath area, Greenwich area. And uh, after a couple of months, we just thought we could really turn this into something special. His background is boot camps as well. He's got military background as well. Um, so yeah, skip forward a couple of years now. We're now here working across different four locations in London. Um, over a hundred members now. Got a team of instructors. Um, so yeah, that's good. That's where we're at. That's awesome. So before we dive into any of the details, I noticed that on the website your name is. Disco. Where where did that come from? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it came from when I was uh, when I served in the Marines. But uh, it's the kind of it's the energy that I have, and I think when I started doing boot camps as well, um, they were like, you know, who's this guy? He, you know, the yeah. energy guy. <laughs> and I think that's the most important part. You know, you don't you don't want to turn up to a fitness class and the instructor hasn't got a life about them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I have that energy, and it's just stuck with me ever since. So uh, there, the nickname comes from there. I'm terrible at dancing. So. <laughs> I figured. Like, maybe he likes disco music. Yeah, no, 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 it's nothing to do that. So. <laughs> Um, so kind of going back to what you were saying about the boot camps and just sort of boot camps in general, I feel like especially in the last year, two years, they've really just exploded um, yeah. across the board. Why do you think that is? Like, what, what are the reasons behind that? Um, boot camp for me is the best way that people can train. Can train. You know, I, there are a lot of self-motivated people out there that go to the gym, they do their workout, go home, they go for a run and stuff like that. But we are living in a world where people go on social media and are like, well, why don't I look like that? What have I got to do to get to that? And all this kind of stuff, you know. 
Um, if you want to get the kind of the good results coming down to boot camp, if you haven't got a clue what to do, is the best thing ever because you're just training with friends, you meet yeah. friends, you meet new friends. Yeah. They say the most single place in the world in this country is London. There's so many singles that come here, don't know what to do in the evening, haven't got any friends. Yeah. They go to boot camps because then they make friends. So one of the one of the biggest parts of Beyond Boundaries is the social element to it. So some people maybe sat at home on a Monday evening thinking, oh, I don't want to train tonight then you know, their friend gives them a message saying, oh, I'm coming down tonight, right, I'm gonna come down. So if you create that kind of atmosphere, then we don't have to do anything. And I see it across London, there are some awesome boot camps out there, but if you look at all of them, they create a family kind of feel. Yeah. And I think that's why they get such great results. So looking at the Instagram site you just mentioned, obviously your background is military, yep. so fitness was very much a functional necessity. Yep. How do you view the Instagram obsession that the fitness industry seems to have now compared to the functional aspect that you grew up utilizing? Yeah, so, so I mean, we use social media as a great platform to show what we do. Um, there are, you know, you can watch someone on Instagram who suddenly gets a PT qualification takes their top off and suddenly got 20,000 followers. Yeah. I mean, it's, unbe it's unbelievable, you know. I mean, what like fun, it's like my mum and my grandma. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the social aspect, the impact um, it has, I mean, compared to what I did through the military stuff, we, I, I see, what, I, I'm trying to get what you're saying. In the military, um, we they created that kind of team environment. So it was, not kind of never leave anyone behind, it's kind of uh, look after your oppos, look after your friends, and that's what we try and do in boot camp. So there's nothing military about our boot camps at all, it's just we know how to create this environment to get these results, okay? Um, so yeah. So I feel like the term boot camp is kind of just thrown around a lot. Yep. What exactly is it? So what is a what is a boot camp workout? Into? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. There are I mean there are people who use the boot camp name and all they do is use two pieces of equipment and they jump between like a running machine and then a few weights. Yeah. To me that's not boot camp at all. Like yeah. it's just not boot camp at all. It's about working as a team, working in pairs, working as individuals, um, starting off, you know, running around all over the place. Um, doing your workout together, getting each other through it, because it can be very, very challenging. And we set the bar quite hard, but if you do it with your friend, you get each other through it. That's the kind of boot camp element, because the boot camp element comes really from like, it comes from like the Marines in um, America, doesn't it really, you know, all that kind of scary stuff. We take <laughs> out the scary stuff and keep in the kind of team aspect. Um, so yeah, if I, I'm a bit of a spotter, I go around London and I look at a lot of boot camps, what they're doing, what can we learn, what they're doing that doesn't so work. And the one thing that I pick up on, if I look at a boot camp and no one's talking to each other, no one's going, well done, keep going, it's not a boot camp. So it's just not, it's just not at all, you know, yeah. you, might, you might as well just be training there on your own in a group fitness class, that's it. So what makes them so good for you? I mean, m most people you know, they'll just go to a gym or do whatever, but what makes a boot camp so much better for you? Because I feel like it's, it's something that I constantly hear or see or read where everyone's like, you know, best way to work out is, is boot camp style training. What, why is that? Like, what makes it so much better for you than other methods? It comes down to the instructor. It's what the instructor can get out of the members. So, 
as we spoke at the beginning, um, prior to this, you know, I hear so many PTs, oh, I'm going to be a bootcamp instructor. You, you can't go between the two. You're even an expert in, the, in one of the fields, okay? So, um, it's, yeah, it's what the instructor can get out of the members, if they can do it right, when you have a member finish a class going, I didn't ever think I was going to get to the top of that hill, or I didn't think I was going to finish that. That is, that is, this is the best feeling ever. You cannot beat that feeling anywhere. And you can't, you know, I train the gym, but I don't walk out my gym going, oh, God, everyone, everyone, I did 100 press-ups. Yeah. No one cares, do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's fine because I'm self-motivated, you know, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but in a boot camp, if the instructor can just get the best result out, out of the people, you know, the members, and at the end, they're all chatting. When you see those endorphins going, it's unbelievable. It could be a cold, wet night, Battersea Park, they're all there at the beginning, everyone's like, oh, what am I doing here? At the end, you know, it's like, you don't have to do anything. You know, you can just tell them to race around here, do this, and they're all galvanized and all getting around each other. So for me, that's the best, that's what, you know, you can't be that kind of training, nowhere. So I know that with Beyond Boundaries, you guys have sort of a, a focus on three different areas, and obviously the boot camp is is one of the bigger ones, and then you also have boxing and adventure. So going off of boxing, what is what is that like? I feel like that's probably scary for most people. I've, I've taken yeah. a boxing class. So yeah, so the white color boxing. So the idea behind that is. Um, uh, it's group boxing training, okay, with a white collar fight at the end, so a bit of a spa three rounds, okay. There are, fighting is a very unnatural thing for 95% of people, of course it is. Um, you have people working in an office all day, you've got, heads with the white collar phrase, you know, you've got people working in an office all day, suddenly they're doing a bit of boxing, <laughs> and then they get the best, you know, nine minutes of their life, they get to step into a ring, <laughs> Their wives might be sat down, or husbands if we got the girls fighting, and all their friends are there, and it's like the best nine minutes of their life, because yeah. they get into the ring, they're doing something that's very unnatural, you know, they either win or lose or draw, it doesn't matter, but they've been part of this whole process, and it's great. The fitness results on boxing as well, you know, they're training up to four times a week for 12 weeks, I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable, the results are absolutely unreal. What's the process behind it, do people just come to you and say, I want to take part in this? Yes, so again, marketing strategy uh, is like anything. There was a race, Bobby ran a very successful one about three years ago now, and off the back of that, it just, uh, word of mouth, it just, um, yeah, it just uh, went from there, really. So I noticed you guys have this quote in, in regards to boxing, is that fight fit beats gym fit every time. Yeah. Can you like kind of like dive into that? Because I actually, I, I would say that I, I agree. I feel like I've gotten a chance to take in some boxing or Krav Maga classes and it's a totally different approach to fitness. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's yeah. Okay. But you could almost relate it to the boot camp, couldn't you? In the yeah. sense that, um, you know, there's, let's say we'll have about 20 of them on each group that goes through it. And again, Beyond Boundaries creates this fitness family. We create this social element. We create private groups on Facebook, WhatsApp groups. We get them all talking to each other. So when they're fighting and they're sparring and they get to week five and they week six, and when one of them says, you've lost a couple of pounds, you're looking good. It, you can't beat that. So we train yeah. them together. We get them fighting together. Um, and it's more towards the end when they start sparring. I mean, you yeah. know, it's a great way to fight, you know, it's a great way to train. Obviously, you can't fight each other when you're in the gym. Yeah. Kind of going off of that, what are some of the psychological differences between training for a boxing match versus just going to the gym? I, I Stepping know. into the ring. Yeah. Yeah. I... It, it is 
the one of the best moments. So when we put the shows on, I mean, you should look at some of the boxes. I mean, they're literally shaking. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. They're about to step in the ring to have a yeah. fight. It's like gladiator warfare. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the, the respect and admiration that myself, Bobby, uh, another guy called Demola who runs it, you know, this respect that we have for them, that, you know, and that's one of the biggest parts for them because some of these people have, you know, they've never put themselves on a stage out there like this, working yeah. in London all their life, and then suddenly they step into this ring, they've got 40 of their friends and family, they're screaming for the roof. You should see them at the end, even if they draw, even if they lose, okay, yeah. the endorphins are through the roof, it's yeah. unbelievable. And that's where we get set back and be like, great, you know, we've helped them get to that process, right, who's next, who wants to join on that journey? Yeah. So do you run this as a 12 week process and you do the entire training within that 12 weeks? Yes, we do, yeah, so we've got boxing coaches who roll it out, so it's all kind of done that way. Obviously, I'm not a boxing coach myself, um, so, but I do the boot camp element. Yeah. But the great thing about Beyond Boundaries, Oh, you're on the boxing course, right? You get free membership to come over to the gotcha. boot camp. So again, they suddenly come to the boot camp. They get the likes of me running around doing the disco. Okay, yeah. so again, they get part of all this kind of family training with each other, um, and that gives them the umbrella, the whole of beyond boundaries. Even now, you you have um, we've come into January. Some of the old boxers from a couple of years ago have signed back up to our boot camp membership. And they just walk in and people are like, oh, you did the fight, Colin. Yeah. So you've got this family, do you know what yeah. I mean? And then it just grows and grows and grows. So, yeah, it's really good. So as someone that's quite into the, um, kind of, not even amateur, more kind of fun side of boxing, yep. what was your view on the Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather fight last year? Yeah, well, do you know what? Power social media. I, I wish two years ago I went onto uh, Instagram and said I could beat up Floyd Weather. <laughs> maybe I might have ended up in the ring and earned yeah. £100 million. Pounds. So he, Conor McGregor's a genius for using social media. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. So he was unheard of, what, four years ago, and now suddenly he's got himself onto the biggest ring in the stage. Yes, I know there's a few people that are like, well, hang on a minute, I've done the whole career and I haven't had a chance to do that. But, you know, he saw, he saw a gap in the market and was like, right, I want to fight the number one. I think I'm the number one. Yeah. You know, so fair play to him in that sense. <laughs> I think most people would say he probably fared better than they thought he was going to. Definitely, yeah, 100%. Well. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, he's got balls of steel, that guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I guess going into that third uh, prong with adventure, yeah. So what exactly does that even mean? Because I feel like it's very broad. Yeah. I'm interested yeah. in it here. Like, okay, so it started off with um, doing a Snowden trip. So climbing up Snowden, taking in the sights, getting out of the concrete city. Myself and Bobby lived in the concrete world. We grew up in a concrete playground. Suddenly we're taking people up mountains. And again, our background military experience although we had to carry the whole world of waves on our back. But, <laughs> I mean, we went everywhere, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was great. So I take it for, you know, I take it for granted I've done all these things. So there's people that had no chance at all. So we do the Snowden trips. We then moved into the Three Peaks Challenge, so the uh, highest Three Peaks. Um, Is that driving between the Three Peaks? Yes, yeah, so we're driving, yes. Yeah. So uh, we'll, ha we'll have a designated driver, and then it could be me and Bob take the team up to the top. Um, so it's great so we had KPMG approach us last year and they said oh, right we want some teams to go and do it and they absolutely loved it uh, but yeah, again I did, I did the three pitch challenge when I was about 18 okay cycled between each of them did you so starting with Ben Nevis I mean it wasn't a 24 hour process oh okay right okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, we cycled it was averaging about kind of 80 to 100 miles a day between wow um, that's not a bad idea actually I might have to still 
it was tiring it rained every single day literally right. yeah um, so first day my ipod broke which wasn't the best start okay um, and then we went through when we're coming back down no, we went through yorkshire and the tour of britain was going on that day but they had to cancel it because it was so windy right. so we're up on the yorkshire moors going about three miles an hour against the wind feeling <laughs> like you were, we were never going to get anywhere yeah so it has its pros and its cons yeah it's really good i definitely find we take some groups out and it <laughs> it rains from 6am in the morning at Ben Nevis until we get down from Snowden yeah. and there's just nothing that you can do yeah. but again you then create the group environment okay we get start getting around them and it's great um, and then sometimes you're doing it sun non-stop and you know it's lovely so uh, yeah do you think that sense of adventure has a role in fitness going forward would you say yeah definitely 100% um you get to meet all types of people at the boot camp, all types of people, people that uh, maybe, you know, um, we have people that lack self-confidence, okay, and I think that's why they come to the boot camp as well, and we, you know, we love seeing them get growing more and more confident, and the moment when they walk into the office at work, and say for example, all the girls go, oh my God, you've changed, you look like this, yeah. you can't put a price on changing mental health. You just yeah. can't put that, you know, and our mental health in this whole country is falling off into the cliff. So we can just add our little bit to try and help it, you know. So the advent, bring the adventure side in, when someone says, oh, I can't climb a mountain, well, what do you mean you can't climb a mountain? Just put a pair of boots on, walk with us. So when we did the um, Brecon Beacons, we did uh, one of the, um, like, special forces course whatever and uh, we took them over the penny fan we're getting people to the top of the penny fan and they were like you know when yeah. you see those endorphins kick in and they start taking photos they tell their friends they get back to work on monday morning they turn oh, i just climbed a mountain like yeah it's a you know life's an adventure really isn't it but again we take it for granted from our military backgrounds from going around the world and everything like that so we can just push them towards that you know the results are great so when you're looking for people to take up, is it largely corporate people or do you kind of do the whole spectrum? We do everyone, yeah, we do everyone. There is, um, I mean, there's, you know, on the business sense, there's a great market in the corporate world, of course there is, but uh, Beyond Boundaries are welcome to everyone. Um, yeah, if you look predominantly more at our business, it is 85, 90% just local people who live around the area we get them together um, but then from that you know you meet all sorts of people we had one lady who works for sky and suddenly we were doing bushcraft and survival techniques with all the sky team over in the hq you know so you just the word of mouth basically spreads but there is definitely a market out there um, as i said kpmg started coming on board so yeah so how do you think you get kids into that kind of activity so we roll out bushcraft and survival across primary schools in the UK or in London and uh, if you, the idea behind it is a child these days wakes up in the morning, eats their breakfast looking at an iPad and they're in a sitting position, they then sit in a car because they get dropped off, they then sit at a desk, they then sit generally during lunchtime now because they're playing computer games and they then get picked up and go back home to it. That's what kids yeah. do. <laughs> and it's unbelievable, okay? So what, what, I mean, I grew up learning to fall out of trees. That's how I, yeah. you know. So we've brought this um, program in, which is like a, called Bushcraft Survival, uh, fire making, shelter building, judging distances where the enemy could be, um, catching wild game, uh, how to kill a humanity, how yeah. to then cook it, stuff like this. And they, 
love it they yeah. absolutely love it so that is really really starting to take off around it's predominantly between six to eleven year olds okay um, but it, yeah it's really starting to snowball that sounds pretty fun actually yeah no it's great even yeah even a lot of adults are like oh can we kind of go on that but it is you know what I mean you know? so how do we as a country bridge that gap between kids that do kind of P stuff between age up to 11 mm. and then kind of team sport becomes more and more part of what they do but then too many people seem to either never get on that bandwagon or fall off at age 15, 16. Yeah, so bridge the gap at the top end. Um, or just kind of encouraging kids to find the right kind of activity so that they actually enjoy sport and carry on doing it. Yeah, uh, well, the school syllabus has an outdoor activity kind of, there's a, there's a little area, but it's not really touched much, and I think it'd be about utilising that more. Um, some of the feedback that we got from school teachers was that some people that sat so quietly in school were the loudest when they were chopping up wood and making fire and everything, because, you know, cause people react differently. Um, so, yeah, bridging that gap to keep them to carry it on, yeah, it's about getting the government behind us, really, isn't it? Um, putting more money into activities for children after schools. Um, but giving... What I notice about schools in London, it's just a concrete playground. You know, they need to be able to have access to parks and stuff. There's got to be this kind of, you know, we get offered to come in and do some boot camps in the primary school, but it's just like a little concrete square. There's not much we can do. Yeah. Um, so I think schools need access to green areas. And if schools have access to green areas, then you can get your football teams and your rugby teams. Because that's what I had, actually. I walked from a school, there was a big open field, and we played football and all that. A lot of these schools just don't have it. So then how are they going to have the opportunities to play rugby, play cricket, play football? Um, so I think that could be key to start with first. <laughs> and I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier, uh, but with self-confidence, and it doesn't really matter what gender you are, um, how is that something that we can help people with in, in regards to fitness? Um, good question. Um, I see a lot of the side that people aren't happy with the way they look. Yeah. So, when someone comes to the boot camp and they're very quiet and they may be aware that they're very overweight and stuff like that, um, we just take them on this journey. We put them under our arms, we get them involved with the socials, um, start making them more and more confident. Even if they can do one press up or if they can only run for a couple of minutes, we don't care. We make them know that that's alright, that's good. Because the product we have and the training that we do and how, you know, how we look after our instructors, we know within four weeks, somebody they'll be running for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then, as I said, I just see it. All well, the best part of this job is that when someone comes in and they're like, I ran non-stop for 40 minutes. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, you know, this guy couldn't do that two months ago. Yeah. Don't do that now. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, it, and then what's important is that then they are then starting to ride a wave. They're at the crest of a wave and they're about to ride it and you've got to make sure you keep them at the top of it because we all have our natural, yeah. even I do, you know, oh God, what's going on? How do we get them back on the wave? Sometimes they, what, they'll, they'll stop the membership for a month or sometimes the Three Peaks Challenge is coming up. So we yeah. see these things ahead. So at the moment we've got some new people that have joined our boot camp. I know that we're going on an adventure in about four months' time. Yeah. We'll make sure we get them up those mountains. Yeah. Because then they're like, hang on a minute, I'm now 
very fit as I've ever been. I've now yeah. climbed the mountain. It's about keeping that going for the long term. It's yeah. that long term vision. How can we keep them here for the next five, ten years? Or even if they just do a year with us, yeah. and then they go off and do like, great, good for yeah. you. You started with Beyond Boundaries. I actually really like that analogy you used with the wave. I, yeah. I feel like I can relate to that because there are times where you know, I'll have like a great month or, or two months or yeah. whatever where I'm really on top of it, whether it be working out and, and nutrition. And then there are those times where it's just like, it's just like I have those yeah. days yeah. or weeks where I just like, I just don't want to do it. And yeah. you've got to yeah. bring, you got to bring yourself yeah. back yeah. to the top yeah. of the And I think that's, uh, that's one of the, th- and again, coming back to, we're talking about PT and bootcamp, start to the beginning. I, I have no interest in the PT world because I have to run boot camps and all my instructors are like that because when we turn up at seven o'clock in the morning, we have to be at the crest of that wave. Yeah. Because guess what? I've got 20 personalities coming along. Some have got no interest in the world, but they know <laughs> they've got to do it. Yeah. And then I've got some who are like, well, I've got a triathlon in two weeks. I need you to make me the fittest person ever. <laughs> so we have to be ready. Uh, so we go for our own journeys as well, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to switch into a little uh, bit of a different portion of the podcast where I'm going to bounce some rapid fire questions yeah. off of you. Yeah. So the first one is, what are bad recommendations you often hear in your industry? What are what? What are bad recommendations you often hear in your industry? Um, <laughs> think of one, not many. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, I heard someone say drink chocolate milkshake after a workout because they've got the same level of, I heard someone say he's got the same level of protein and carbs, which nearly made me crash my car. So yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget that for as long as I live, yeah. It's amazing the amount of misinformation that there is out there where you could find something that you think is actually like good for you or healthy and then like you realize you're like, this is actually just complete crap. Um, so what's one purchase that you've made in the last 12 months for less than $100 that has positively impacted your life, whether it be with, you know, uh, fitness or not, something that has helped you? A good set of earphones to train. Yeah, which yeah. ones do you... Uh... I use the Sony ones that clip into your ears. Okay. Yeah, some people use like the Dr. Dre's big things, but I just think like... Yeah, I, I can't well, I just, those, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. a DJ working out. That's what you yeah. use, right? I, I do. Disagree. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, do you use like heat up or... Yeah, you have to wipe the sweat off. Ah, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I've, got, I've got 20 quid Bluetooth yeah. headphones from... Amazon rather than anything fancy. Okay. So every six months, good music in my ears. Yeah. yeah. Good music on there. So when you think of the word successful, who's the first person that come to your mind and why? Winston Churchill. Okay. How come? I know it's kind of obvious, but how come? <laughs> um, yeah. There's the obvious answer, but for me, it's he. You know, a country was almost on its knees, and one person galvanised that. Yeah. So for me, when I take a boot camp, there's 20 people in the wet and the cold, and they're thinking, "Oh God, if I can get them to the end with happy faces and achieve what they want, boom." So I can kind of relate that back to say, obviously, church will save the world. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, to, he, you know, he got a whole country behind him. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. If you look at look at our current states with, yeah. you know, we've got. Trump and Theresa May arguing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This guy was like, "No, this is what we do. This is a plan. Yeah. This is how we're going to roll it out." You know, boom, off he went. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the new movie? No, I haven't. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's quite hard to speak to someone. Do you want to come and see the Winston Churchill movie? Some people are like, "Who? What?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. No, I, I went uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like when it first came out, I went and saw it. It was really, really good. Okay. I enjoyed it. Um, 
and then do you have a, a quote that you live your life by um, or that you think of often? Yeah, yeah. Nothing lasts forever. Okay. Yeah, Can you, where did that come from? So, um, <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of stick for this. Uh, <laughs> but when I, um, when I went through marine training, yeah. I mean, it was pretty horrendous. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just always just say to myself, nothing lasts forever. Because I'd always, I'd always imagine if we were in the field, wet and cold, I would always imagine, well, it's going to be the weekend soon and we'd be back in barracks and we'd be warm, for example. Yeah. So I always imagined that and I just kept saying to myself, nothing lasts forever. Um, and I say, if you speak to any Beyond Boundaries bootcamp member, they'd be like, yeah, he just says nothing lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one final one, uh, what failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Or if not that, what is your favorite failure of yours that you've had? Uh, I found my 11 plus <laughs> when I was however old was it? yeah and, <laughs> yeah I found my 11 plus and I don't even make one note really apart from my mum I found my 11 plus and I thought life was over like yeah. I just thought that's it never going to achieve anything in life and my sister bought me a whisper bar a gold whisper bar I'll never forget this and I was like you'll be alright do you know what I mean and then from ever from that moment I was just I made sure I passed everything anything I ever did in life do you yeah. know what I mean? whether it was joining the marines whether when the role came up to run High Park boot camp I just made sure that I was always prepared and I was going to make sure I got it so yeah that 11 plus lived me forever <laughs> <laughs> okay great so a special thanks for Dave for coming on Cheers, guys. the podcast today is there uh, a way that people might be able to reach out to you guys uh, online or Instagram or anything yeah like so that? if you go to our Facebook site uh, Beyond Boundaries Fitness and Adventure or if you go to Instagram I've Unfortunately, the word's too long at the moment, but if you go to Instagram and it's um, three B's, but then the final B is bootcamp, so it's beyond boundaries bootcamp, uh, and that's it. All right, great. Thanks very much. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> that's it for the sweatcast today. I'm Jack Brady. Hit that like or love button and remember to share this podcast. The sweatcast is every Wednesday at 9 a.m. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and CastBox. Remember to keep sweating and see you next week.